This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you. You. Me? I fell asleep there for a second. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday you get this all over again. You get me and Maureen. If you give it the five or $10 a month level, you get us in a little bonus episode that we call the town watch. If you give it that $10 a month level, you also get a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the hottest club in town. The says who sticker club. You can do all of that at patreon.com slash says who. I'm going to keep a brief den and talk about books and books. Uh, I'm going to be having the pre-ordered links up soon. We do have confirmation now from the store about the pre-order, signed pre-orders of Nine Liars, except we don't have a date for me to go in and sign them because it's it's being published around Christmas time and it's very... Dan, a lot of stuff is going wrong right now, but um, it's all good. Nine Liars, please, you guys. Some of you are pre-ordering Nine Liars. And I just want to say... Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. A little va- It's a little vacation for you. <laughs> oh, my God. If you would like to. <laughs> he just, you guys, he leaned back when I was saying that. He kind of was opening his mouth wider and wider like he was so excited about what I was saying that he was going to eat the microphone. I didn't know what was happening when I was talking. It was just this exciting visual drama for me. Anyway, if you like the Sunday something, kick Bezos in the balls. Yes. Org. Yeah. Just get your books from there. We got we got no time. We sell stuff on whatever. That's right. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com. We don't get time for nothing this week, Dan. Nothing. We're on a we're in a rush. Let's get to it. Hey Maureen. Yeah. What do you got there? Election fever. Welcome. Uh. Turn that smile upside down. This says, oh, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I am unedited Maureen Johnson. This thing is going to come out hot, 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 hot. We're coming in hot. Slice it hot and put it out. Yeah. We are recording this at 8.36 a.m. Central Time. Uh, 9.36 a.m. Eastern time. My brain is barely functioning, Maureen. Every time I pause, it's like I fall asleep in my head. He takes one of those weird micro naps every time. Yeah. Apparently, Dan went to bed at two. A little after two. And And then the little one, the little one uh, asked what time it was at about 530. Mm. So not a lot of sleep for me. Does he just naturally wake up then? Uh, well, he naturally wakes up at in the six o'clock region, but we are dealing with the fallback time change. So now his internal clock of six something is now five something. I didn't have that as a child. I didn't have you the are lucky automatic wake up as a. I think that it is for for him. I think it is largely light based. So it is now lighter. Like he kind of opens his eyes. What we need to do is buy him a clock. That's the main (laughs) thing we need to do because I think he opens his eyes and he judges the time by the light. And so, and then he just kind of 
you know, makes himself wake up. I was a kid. They had to wake up on Christmas morning. Wow. At least once. I don't know if it always happened, but at least once they're like, get the kid out of bed. <laughs> we've done that. We, we, we did that. Uh, we've done that a little bit where we're like, okay, come on. But Maureen Johnson, the yeah. point is, yep. we are recording this very early in the morning. And it is Wednesday, not Tuesday, when we normally record. And in fact, it's Wednesday, the day that this episode usually comes out. And this episode is going to come out on a Wednesday. You're just hearing us say these words a couple hours after we said them. Are you okay, Dan? I'm really tired. It turns out, as I'm speaking, I'm Hmm. realizing just how tired I am. And now I have regrets on how late I stayed up. Because it was election night last night, Maureen. And you had election fever. I had election fever. Fever. I did. I did have election fever. How late did you stay up watching? Not that late. No. Here's how my night went down. Yeah. I decided it was going to be one of those fully, I'm viewing this night. I'm committing. You know, we're going to have a thing of it. I had yeah. it written down in my planner, which I've now got it under control with this fairly, you know, Oh, phew. Look, We're look seeing nice, Maureen's planner again. Look how oh, it nice looks like a normal planner. Yeah, that's right, Dan, because I got normal blank pages and just wrote. I, I managed to find, the, again, the most plain one they had. And I only used the sticker that had, like, useful. I mean, at this point, you could have just bought a Moleskine. No, I like this one because uh, I can stick extra pages in it. Oh, that's true. When I have lists. I've decided. Yeah. You guys probably needed to know that. Just know, but I've written down, watch election p.m., so I, you know, we had dinner was like going to be soothing. So we had vegetarian turkey cutlets and gravy and roasted vegetables. So it was like wow. warming. Yeah. Like a little mini Thanksgiving. And then I made little tiny apple and mango crumbles. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Like just little ones. And, you know, so we had like a nice warming dinner. That sounds nice. Which was because it's finally cold again here because it was like 80 degrees. Over yeah, the weekend, it's gonna be, we're going to touch 80 tomorrow, I think. Or, it's or really close. it's really weird when it's 80 degrees in early November. And, yeah, you know, the, the, it's getting dark at five, fucking five. Oh, yeah. But it feels like and I'm wearing a summer outfit. But anyway, Dan, I opened a bottle of wine, poured myself a tiny glass. I was like, it's going to be a thing. And then we sat back and watched it. And Oscar, you know, we were eating and we we're watching. And after... A very short time, like 20 minutes. He said, <laughs> why are we watching this? Yeah. And I said, because it's the election. And he said, yes, but why? Like, why are you watching this? Because we're not going to find anything out. Turns out. And I said, what did I say? Because I didn't really have an answer, except that I just needed something to do. <laughs> right. So then I, because I was really committed, then I got up and I just sort of started cleaning the kitchen. I was like, I'll, I'll listen to this on headphones while I make. So I made a, uh, a doll. So I got some chickpea doll mm. out and I made like a big creamy doll for some other night. Yum. I was just kind of doing stuff. Yeah. And then I was like, I, I'm going to go to bed and read. That sounds I had, awesome. I, I, but I just didn't feel great. I just, this low level indigestion, I had no energy. Yeah. I was even too tired to read and I just went to sleep. It was like my body was like, nah. Yeah. Your body was like, I'm going to just put you to sleep and then you can find out more in the morning. I was probably asleep by 11 because my body just decided not not to do it. 
Not this guy. This guy stayed up. I so I a few elections ago was like, I am not putting on these fucking cable fucks anymore. Like that part is madness to me where they just start. That's what ground me down. It's just they're just filling time, you know, like literally to me, they are basically like, well, it's too early to make any conclusions, but let's go over to Pennsylvania and look at the results and make some conclusions. But don't you know, it's too early to really know. It's like that we don't need that in our lives. So I just had, uh, I think, the Washington Post election map up on our TV. And then I was kind of looking at stuff on my phone and and that's but like no one yapping at me, you know. If something looked interesting, I would, you know, drill in on my own. But yeah, I I was pretty ready at kind of normal bedtime to go to bed. And then the race that I cared the most about, Wisconsin, started to get very interesting. And uh, then I kind of ended up staying up way too late, considering that nothing nothing ultimately resolved. But um, and now I'm paying for it. Yeah, my brain feels like soup. Also, it um, it was cold yesterday, and then it's warming up today, and that I think that weather pattern is coming through right now. And now all of a sudden, I'm like full of sinus. So you're so having I a good great for day. Sniffing on the microphone. You're having a good day, Dan. I mean, honestly, Maureen, I'm not having a bad day. This is. A decent result, election-wise. It's not the you know what <laughs> every. It's like we're we're drowning, but you know the water. We're in our own house. The water is up to our. Let's just say our knees. I'm sitting in my chair now. The water's up yeah. to my knees, and someone's like, "Look, I can either keep filling this in the same rate." And you'll have nothing or I'll fill this at the same rate and give you this single bucket that you can try to chuck some of it out the window. And I feel like they've given me a single bucket yeah, where I can at least feel like I have something, even though it's not doing very much. To me, I as I went to bed, I was thinking a lot about the scene in Arrested Development where they are watching uh, like a cable finance show. And the Bluth family stock is upgraded from sell to don't buy. (laughs) And they like lose their minds like they just won the lottery. And I kind of feel like that's the result that we got. Like we moved from absolute horrificness to only sort of bad. Yeah. And it's like, this feels amazing. Our expectations are so low. I mean, to be fair. Our expectations are are very low, but going into yesterday, every poll had swapped to Republican at that point. You know, it felt like they had a great deal of momentum and it seemed like the the main question coming in was how badly are Democrats going to lose? You know, that's how it felt and what it really seemed like. And now, this morning, the bigger question is, huh, okay, so I think we're holding the Senate, and yeah, the Republicans are getting the House, which we've known for a year or more, but how slim is their majority going to be? 
right? And it's like, that's not bad, considering it's a midterm election with a deeply unpopular president where gas prices are super high, where inflation is super high, where mortgage prices have doubled in the last like three months, um, you would have expected a bloodbath and it didn't happen. And that's all right. You know, like uh, I was reading the only midterm election where the sitting president's party did better than this one since the 1930s was 2002 George W. Bush riding high on various wars spinning out of 9-11 before those wars went south on him, right? Uh, That's the only other time. So like patriotism at a high, like the president super wildly popular at that moment. Um, That's the only midterm there where the president's party did better. So like all in all, it really wasn't a fucking bad night at all. Dan, before we go any further, I just want to take a moment to commemorate. This is for you and I. Our fourth time covering the most important election of our lifetimes. Hey, hey, hey. The fourth. Look at us. Time. Is it only the fourth? We got together in 2016 when your teenager was 11 and helping us chart and you had all your pies. That's true. Then the... The reckoning of 2018, the most yep. important election of our lives. Yep. The new presidential election of 2020, the most important election of our lives. Yep. And now here we are in 2022, the most important election of our lives, going right into 2024, the most important election of our lives. I mean, how do you feel when now? you put it like that? Yeah. That said, three out of the four of those, the Democrats did pretty good. <laughs> and then every other year we get a eh. yeah eh. Uh, it was a long night Maureen Johnson but this morning we still don't know who controls the Senate we still don't know who controls the House that one is gen- genuinely surprising like what was the projected if they if the red wave had actually happened what would have been the majority in the in the house oh the majority in the house pretty much always was going to be republican but if numbers if it had gone the way it was going to go it was going to be 20 30 50 seats i mean wow. it was going to be big 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 right um especially because this was a redistricting year right so every state republican run state house that could pull it off gerrymandered the hell out of their states. So it was always, 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 even if Democrats were doing great, it was going to be very hard for Democrats to retain the House. Um, And by every measure earlier in the week, even, it looked like it was going to be bad, bad. And now it's more like how slim is their majority going to be? You know, which doesn't mean they aren't going to get up to fucking clowning. They are going to fucking clown till as long as the sun is up right but um but there are going to be a lot less clowns than i think most people thought including the most hilarious race and most unexpected race which still is not yet called uh lauren bobert i mean 
what an unexpected little del- that was and is just delightful. This is yeah. a nice thing that we've been given. Yeah, the Colorado's third congressional district, which is the last remaining kind of rural conservative district in the state. Um, Bobert is trailing. I'm just pulling this up right now. She is trailing by 1.2% still with 90% of the votes in. Adam Frisch, the Democrat, ahead. There are very few votes remaining. The largest amount is in Pueblo County, where Frisch is running at 11 points up from Bobert. And the place that you used to always have to write to if you wanted to get more information about things. Is that true? Remember, this is like going, this is ancient stuff. So hang on to your butts. But way, way back when they would have commercials about environmental things or whatever, they would say, and if you want to know more, write for a free pamphlet to something, 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 Pueblo, Colorado. Oh, yeah. And you always had to write to Pueblo, Colorado. And that's why I know about it. And so I just imagine it being just a warehouse full of pamphlets from the 70s and one guy that's in there that's like, I'll send you a pamphlet about the parks and about don't setting forest. You write to me, oh, I get one letter a week, but I'll send you a pamphlet. It's from 1976. I'll tell you what you need to know. I'm here in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, I used to go doing? over to Larn Bobert's restaurant sometime for a cup of soup, but uh, she's not doing so well, so I'm going to go back to my warehouse full of pamphlets from 1976. Her restaurant no longer exists because the landlord didn't renew the lease because the landlord doesn't like her. For a cup of soup, I've got nothing here but my warehouse full of pamphlets from 19... You should probably get in here, Dan. There's only so long I can keep this up. I'm so old. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, talk about the most unexpected thing to happen. And I feel like, to me kind of indicative of a larger story that has yet to be told. But like Bobert was expected to win handily. Like the New York Times predictive model opened the night with her close to a 20 point victory. Now, let's just also pause for more seconds. So who was that gang of, you know, the four, the four jackasses of the apocalypse? The um, Bobert, so they- Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Getz. And also Madison Cawford. Oh, right. So they took Madison Cawthorn, right? Cawthorn. And they yeah. got, that guy went down first. Yeah. Taken down by his own party. Taken down by his own party. Now Marjorie Taylor Greene won easily. But Lauren's gone. I mean, I'm I, I don't know that we can fully say she's gone, but she's not doing well. She's, she's not a, doing she's on the well. Ropes. And Almost certainly this means she would be gone in two years if she if she wins, if she were to even run again. I mean, this is remarkably bad for her, like even if she pulls it off and she will if she pulls it off, she will act the ass no matter what. Right. But like nobody thought that this dude was winning and he has he has been in the lead the entire time. It's amazing. It's amazing. Nice. But um, but yeah, the bigger question, Mark, is the Senate, where it is currently 48-48. And uh, 
or I believe 4848. Let me pull this up before I start talking out of my ass here. Let's see if anything. 4847. Democrats have won 48 seats. Republicans uh, currently hold 47 seats. Um, There are four states as of this recording still out. Nevada, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Georgia. Georgia almost certainly going to a runoff. In Georgia, you have to capture 50% plus one. Um, Raphael Warnock is ahead, but he, by a full percentage point, but he is still under 50%. He's like, he's like 49.5%. So uh, that's going to a runoff. The other states, Georgia, or sorry, you've got uh, Arizona is not called yet, but Mark Kelly is well ahead and everyone thinks that that will be the case. So you're really talking about Nevada, Wisconsin, and Georgia that are still out. In order to keep a 50-50 majority, Democrats only have to win one of those. In order for Republicans to get a 51 seat, they have to win all three. So So all three out of Nevada, Wisconsin, and Arizona. No, Nevada, Wisconsin, and Georgia. Sorry, it was Nevada, Wisconsin, and Georgia. Right? Yeah, Arizona hasn't been called yet, but, but it Mark seems Kelly. pretty certain that Kelly's right. going to win. Um, so yeah, Republicans have to run the table across all three of those. Right now, it seems like they're going to win Wisconsin. I have a great deal of love for the state of Wisconsin, living directly below it, having traveled to it forever. Uh, Mandela Barnes has put up a hell of a fight. It is a one point or less race at this point with Ron Johnson, awful human ahead. Um, there are still mail ballots being counted and Barnes is winning those mail ballots. So I don't know if it's my own want to see this one happen that I'm unwilling to call it. It has been called, I believe, by Decision Desk, but most places have not called Wisconsin yet. But of those three, the most likely pickup by Uh, Republicans is Wisconsin. Uh, Nevada, as of our recording, Adam Lexalt, the Republican, is ahead by about two points, but pretty much everything that is outstanding is mail ballots in Las Vegas, where the Democrat is uh, out, is, is, you know, winning. So uh, the people specifically in the state of Nevada that I follow all think that she will make up the difference in in mail ballots. Um, and then Georgia. Georgia's <laughs> going to a runoff again. Georgia, the constant question mark. Yeah. And going yet again, Raphael Warnock won the last runoff, has to go in again, win another runoff. Um, so, yeah, if the Democrats can win Nevada... Assuming they win Arizona, if they win Nevada, then Georgia's gravy. Then that, Georgia gets them to fifty-one. Nevada gets them to fifty. So uh, that would be nice to go into Georgia not a hundred percent needing it. All right. What else is happening, Dan? Because I know there. Can we just get to the one that really matters? Well, yes, to my heart. Why Thank don't you, you walk us in? Dan, Dr. Oz has had to pack up all of his potions and pills and 
disgusting crudite and his salsa and his asparagus. Go the fuck back to one of his 50 houses that all, none of which are in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yep. He lost, Dan. He's eating a sad crudite now. No, you know what he's doing? He's secretly sitting behind the Wawa, shoving down a big old hoagie. <laughs> and Josh Shapiro easily won the governor's race against insurrectionist anti-Semite Doug Mastriano. Yeah. That's good stuff. Both of those are good. Good. That things. was called pretty early. Shapiro Mastriano was called very, very quickly. Interesting. And um, and it was very clear pretty early on that Fetterman was winning the, the Senate. It didn't get called until a little bit later, but um, but yeah, Oz collapsed at at the end there, and uh, it's great. <sighs> feels good, and it yeah. feels good. And that's a pickup for Democrats. Pennsylvania is a pickup. The so far the only state at the Senate level that has switched was Pennsylvania to Democrats. <sighs> feels good. Feels it good. It does. Um, and Shapiro winning easily is great because Mastriano was a real fucking piece of work. Mm. And having that dispatched quickly uh, is great. Ma Mastriano was a genuinely, a lot of these people are genuinely terrifying. Yes. He's really terrifying. Yeah. And the other part is in Pennsylvania, Oz and Mastriano were both handpicked by Donald Trump, endorsed by Donald Trump, hyped by Donald Trump. And, you know, Pennsylvania being a state, as you well know, that Trump is still popular in, mm. didn't pull it off. What are the who are the Trump candidates? Oz, Mastriano. I mean, there are a lot. I, I think know, but... I, I read somewhere he endorsed 300 candidates. Uh, most of them, you know, in smaller races that they were almost going to win. But uh, the big ones are Oz Mastriano in Pennsylvania lost both of those. Uh, Arizona, he Blake Masters was a Trump pick. Also a the acolyte and major money recipient from awful weirdo venture capitalist Peter Thiel um, <clears throat> and also far right governor Carrie Lake, governor candidate Carrie Lake seems to be on the way to losing in Arizona as well. So like those were two where Trump was endorsing the Senate and the governor lost. Trump endorsed the Republican governor running to unseat Michigan's um, Gretchen Whitmer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that person lost. In fact, Trump wanted wholesale change in Michigan, endorsed people up and down the ballot. And all of Michigan's executive side is one Democrat. And it's Michigan, a, a ballot initiative in um, Michigan wrote uh, abortion access into their constitution. They sure did, Dan. Yeah. I mean, I feel I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Like it I, again, I don't it's like it's just like knowing someone it's like oh we this time we're not going to punch you in the face. Yeah. I mean, again, it, this is actually a remarkable set of results. Like just 
polling or not. Well, first of all, so one of the things that's interesting is polling in 2016, polling in 2020, uh, over-reported over Democratic numbers, right? Um, even where Democrats won, like in 2020, the polls made it look like they were going to win by more. Um, it seems like overall the polls this time went the other direction, over-reporting um, for Republicans. So that's interesting. But more so, just like even if you discount the polls, even if you were to never look at a single poll, like what election people call the fundamentals, right? The things that usually decide elections. All of the fundamentals were aligned against Biden by a lot, right? Like, I can't underscore how fucking wild it is that something like mortgage rates have literally doubled in in a handful of months, you know? Like, that is bananas. If somebody wanted to buy a house today, they are paying twice as much on interest than they would have paid had they bought it in June. That's fucking crazy. Um, you know, gas prices came down over the summer, but they're on their way back up again. So like you had that going for it. Interest never came or, you know, kind of interest, which is at historic highs, never came down. Like all of the fundamentals pointed to the idea that Republicans should have been fucking running away with this shit. Not to mention the kind of fact that Trump seems to have been made out of Teflon, right? Like <laughs> nothing can stick to him. His people are fucking diehards, right? And yet none of that came to pass. Like it is, even though like at the top level, it's like, yeah, the Democrats lost the House. Like they're, you know, the Senate most likely is going to be just as gridlocked as it was before. They didn't get those magic two seats. You know, almost certainly they didn't get those magic two seats that they wanted to be able to sideline mansion and cinema. Right. Um, but like, that's amazing. <laughs> like, honestly, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> like, it really is. Dan, you've put a smile on my face. I'm another place. So like Michigan, again, like the top all went blue, right? Arizona looks like they, you know, they're going to have two. I mean, one of their senators is cinema, right? But two Democratic senators and the entire legislative branch is going to be blue. Like Arizona almost looks like it's done the Colorado flip now, right? Like Colorado, not that long ago, uh, was a red state. And then it was a very, very tight purple state and now it is a reliably blue state right and it almost seems like arizona's making that move now like the why mountain did, west has always been why did it happen then being, why why what why has this happened i mean i think dobbs is the main yeah. thing right i think that fucking outlawing abortion in the united states of america is going to or, or at least not outlawing it but uh no longer making it accessible across the country uh is everything like I mean there was exit poll after exit poll where people were talking about abortion right like I think people understood like this shit is fucking for real like and uh, you know you had Michigan and 
I believe Vermont both wrote abortion access into their constitution. You know, you had, you know, some of the, the, at, the at least at the statewide levels, people that were running on, you know, abortion bans and shit like that got fucking their ass handed to them. Most places. I think that's the, I think that blew away the thing. The other aspect is uh, the youth vote turned out, you know, had like 18 to 29, I think I saw, um, turnout was like 300% some places. Wisconsin, it was over 300% of what it was two years ago or four years ago. Um, Like you had Gen Z turnout, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, In a major, major, major way. And a very anecdotal point. And I think I mentioned this once before that Trump loving relative's wife said to Trump loving relative about abortion access. This is. Dan, do I have to keep saying Trump loving relative? Do does everyone know who it is? Do you think? No, they think it's a Trump loving relative. I, I would stick with Trump loving relative. All right. All right. I'm Trump loving relative. You guys may have guesses on who it is. <laughs> well, Let now me know. they do. Yeah. <laughs> It's Dan. Um, <laughs> we're secretly related. I need It's just a twist. Six years. Whoa. Serious twist. The big reveal. He's my brother and he fucking loves Trump. <laughs> <laughs> we've been angry about it the whole time, which is why we've made this thing. <laughs> this is his therapy. Uh, no, talk to him about abortion and the horrors you know, uh, uh, and for example, uh, the same relative was getting her hair done the other day and talking to everybody in the salon and saying, I have you voted today? Did you vote? Yeah. Do you know what's going to happen? It was talking about things like tubal pregnancies and the woman in the chair next to her and said, if that law had been in place 10 years ago, it's me that would be dead. Yeah. Because she'd had a tubal pregnancy. So this whole like talking from chair to chair, but Trump and Rentov did not vote for Mastriano or Oz. Awesome. At least that's what Trump loving relative said. Hey, because because of abortion. Even if Trump loving le- relative is lying to you, or that's just something. didn't go. Maybe right. just didn't go. Yeah, didn't turn out. I mean, it's it's absolutely without a doubt. That's why, you know. Because it's fucking for real. But we've got to talk about the Florida in the room, Dan. Yeah. That's the one shitty news of the night. Because I have questions at the the end of this. Yes. So Florida, Ron DeSantis won easily, having run an absolute fucking nightmare, racist, xenophobic, everything, fucking transphobic, homophobic campaign. Uh, One easily, which is depressing, uh, similar to the narrative that I just gave of Colorado having moved from a swing state to a reliably blue state. It does seem at this point that Florida, while still considered a swing state, isn't much of a swing state anymore. Like that he fucking won it pretty much when polls closed, they called it, you know, 
it's uh it's shitty. But now, yeah, so this this question of my question, and this is going yeah. to make me seem very I don't know, maybe it won't. I didn't realize until a day or two ago that Trump and DeSantis were at each other's throats. Yeah. I thought they were a pair. Is that right, just me? They, well, they were. Okay, so I'm, I didn't. Pair. I'm not. I'm not losing my marbles here. So DeSantis, his previous gubernatorial race. Uh, can we just say gubernatorial again? Because it's just a funny I love word. Gubernatorial. It's very funny. Um, he won by the skin of his teeth. It was a very, very close race. Um, and it is largely attributed to Trump's endorsement that he won. Um, or at least largely attributed by Trump that that's why he won. Um, and now there are whispers of, or not even whispers, really. Like it is generally Careless believed, whispers? Uh, yeah. So Maureen, I woke up with fucking, I told you this before we recorded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I woke up with Wham's careless yeah. whisper stuck in my head. Yeah. I don't know why. I got four hours of sleep. I was making coffee and I suddenly realized I was singing Careless Whisper. Yes, I don't know why. Got no yeah. And I said to you, do you know that George Michael used to go around randomly doing great acts of kindness? Yeah. Apparently just a super generous guy. Yeah. Seems that way. Just a nice seems story to tell in the middle of this Florida thing. Yes. Very nice thing to tell. In the middle of this Florida well, thing. What does it, so when did they break up? I thought they were dating. They broke up this year. Okay. So as. As. This is like keeping up with Pete Davidson. Yes. As it became clear that all of DeSantis's shit moves from the don't say gay bill shit to fucking villainizing Disney to shipping flying. uh Immigrants in Texas to Martha's Vineyard, neither of place has anything to do with Florida. Um, all of these things were oriented toward getting him evil and just weird. Yes, but all oriented towards getting him press and getting him set to be a front runner in 2024. And it worked. You know, he is talked about as being hugely popular among Republicans and easily the leading front runner for 2024 other than Donald Trump. Well, you know who doesn't like that? Donald Trump. He's having a bad day. Because one, he thinks that DeSantis is only relevant because he made him relevant and that he should be thankful and kissing his ring and not stealing his thunder. Right. Uh, but two, he doesn't want to be anything but the front runner. Like he wants no one in his way. He wants, you know, and and DeSantis almost certainly last night made that more complicated because he won easily and handily by being an absolute piece of shit all on his own. Trump didn't endorse him. Trump didn't do campaign rallies with him. Trump did campaign rallies with fucking Marco Rubio in Florida, but didn't do. Uh, rallies with DeSantis. Trump did a kind of a closer rally in Pennsylvania for Mastriano and um, and Oz. And uh, DeSantis did a rally at the same time in Florida. So like, it's real, real. For my sins, last night we just had MSNBC on 
because yeah. I like to watch uh, the madness of Steve Karnacki. Sure. I just like to watch that guy sweat as the night goes on and they throw yep. more and more questions at him and he scrambles. He's like, oh, I'll find the a thing. And I just like to watch people having to go fast on their crazy walls. Yeah. Um, but Chris, uh, help me. My brain has died. Hayes. Hayes. Thank you. Um, much to sort of my annoyance, and I don't know why, mm -hmm. kept shouting the whole night, Trump's a liability. They should get rid of him. Yeah. And I was like, well, yes, but I don't want you giving anybody any, don't, don't give them <laughs> ideas. I mean, I think that the, it's a hundred percent true. In fact, there was, you know, widely circulated on the social medias this morning was a analyst on Fox News basically saying the Republicans have a Trump problem now, you know, like his people did not do the what they should have last his night, especially in the races. His that people, his people think about think about who his people is. This weird, tr this weird grouping of clowns and sock puppets. And yeah, you know, I mean, a piece of cheese with googly eyes on it. Who, who are Trump's people now? Well, I even mean, funnier than they were before. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, without a doubt. But yeah, so CNN's Jim Acosta this morning tweeting, quote, uh, from a a Trump advisor source, quote, Trump is livid and screaming at everyone. Checks out, feels mm. like. Uh, feels like a thing. Uh, after last night's disappointing midterm results for the GOP, the advisor went on to slam the former president's handpicked contenders. They were all bad candidates and candidates matter. The advisor said it's unlikely Trump would delay his expected presidential announcement, which we should point out is being rumored to happen next Monday, November 14th, otherwise known as my birthday. Happy birthday, Dan. Also we known told as you the day that the January 6th committee wants to depose Donald Trump. I mean... Gives with one hand and it takes with the other. Yeah. Uh, so the advisor said it's unlikely Trump would delay his expected presidential announcement because, quote, it's too humiliating to delay. That's funny. But the advisor said there are too many unknowns at this point. All right, Dan. So now what's going to happen with him? Well, the most interesting thing to me coming back to this rift between him and DeSantis. So Trump has given him a nickname. So that's mm -hmm. never a good sign, referring to him as Ron DeSanctimonious. Okay. How did he even learn that word? I was going to say, that's clearly he had a writer, because that's about four, how, sanct, DeSanctimonious. That's a six-syllable word. It, it's not, it's not a good nickname. It's not him. He no. is good at shitty nicknames yeah like really juvenile nicknames this isn't juvenile and it also doesn't apply to ron desantis right. he's not a wordplay guy he would just call him shitty ron or something you know little marco <clears throat> right yeah crooked hillary lion ted but i don't necessarily think that do you think sanctimonious when you think about ron desantis no <clears throat> yeah it's it's weak but he's he's trying it out that the, the Trump base is going to be like, oh, sanctimonious. I mean, that I think the Trump base is diehard. They'll say whatever he says. He could be workshopping. If you remember way back, he often would 
try a few nicknames out to see what fits. But more interesting, Maureen, was he did a interview yesterday, Election Day, with Fox, I think on one of their digital networks, because he can't even get like main airplay on Fox anymore, uh, where he said about DeSantis, if he runs in 2024, quote, I would tell you things about him that won't be very flattering. I know more about him than anybody other than perhaps his wife. I've already thought of a better nickname. All right, let's hear it. Ron Disaster. That's a much better. Yeah. See that? Wasn't even yeah. that hard. No. No. What does he know? Does he does he linger in their bedroom at night? Oh, here yeah, I am. thanks. Thanks for that, Maureen. Just watches. Thanks for that. I didn't but, say what he was watching. <clears throat> I I assume that Ron DeSantis sits in bed at night, endlessly grinding pencils with a manual pencil sharpener until they're nothing. And then he <laughs> takes the little angry nub at the end and goes, and then he just jabs it into his own thigh. Mm. I used to sit next to a kid in grade school mm-hmm. that used to spend all of his time trying to freak me out. Okay. We had these weird clusters of four desks and he was planted next to me and he was famously strange. Okay. And he decided that in order to freak me out, he would take his compass, which had a super sharp point, like a, like a knife, and he would jab it into his own leg and then lick the blood. What? Yeah. He sat next to a little vampire. And he was like, is this, is this gross? And it was super gross at first, but he kept doing it. And finally I said, I just don't care anymore. I don't care. Do it. I don't care. I'll do it for you if you want. I will stick a compass <laughs> into your leg. What is your deal? I don't think that I, I'm trying to think now. I don't think either of my children were ever issued the straight up stabbing implement that was the compass that we were given. Those things are dangerous. They are just shanks. They have. They are definitely some kind of assassin tool. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that ends up being a weapon on killing Eve. Like, just give a little, like, all it was was to draw a circle. Yeah, you just had to make it stay put. Yeah. Just give a template. But you would put that thing in the center of the paper and it would not only pierce the paper, it would pierce the desk. It would go straight through the metal of the desk into the floor. Yeah. That thing was and a weapon. Also, the way he would do it is he would drop it onto his leg and sometimes okay. it would bounce off, but sometimes it would stick in. Oh. All during social studies. What else would he do to freak you out? I can't even remember, but that was the main one that I was like, all right. That's fine. horrible. Just whatever, dude. Whatever. I just don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I just don't give a shit. I'm going to do social studies now. <laughs> so, Dan, we need an answer about 2024. We need an answer? Yeah. Today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now? Is he going to... He's going to run... Yeah. But is DeSantis going to run against him? So there are a bunch of reasons that Trump is going to declare that 
that he is running for president soon, right? And all of last night just fucked that up. But the big reason is because he needs to get ahead of potential indictments. I've maintained for a long time that the Justice Department does not have a stomach to indict a presidential candidate, right? And and I would gut that that's probably true at the state level as well. You know, Uh, you have the Georgia uh, electoral investigations still ongoing just recently uh this past week actually the supreme court told fucking lindsey graham that he has to be deposed so you know things are moving along there you've got the new york um business trial that is there's one that's currently happening and there's one that will be happening soon you know you have a bunch of different federal investigations from the Mar-a-Lago raid to January 6th. Um, his best solution to all of those is just to declare that he's running for president, right? And to do it sooner rather than later because, uh, you know, it's generally believed that the Justice Department was holding on the Mar-a-Lago stuff until after the midterms. So... You know, they may they may move on it. They may not. But if he gets ahead of it, that's probably going to give them pause. So he's going to declare. So he's going to he kind of has to declare. Right. Like he's been teasing it for a long time. I would gut the main reason that he's holding on the announcement is because as soon as he declares that he's running for president, um, the Federal Election Commission cares a lot more about how he's raising money and spending money. Right. Um, and right now, a lot of his fundraising goes to pay his legal bills, and that wouldn't work as as easily um, if he's a presidential candidate. So, like, that's the main reason he hasn't declared. Like, you've got these two for him. There are kind of two competing things, all of which are kind of underneath an ego umbrella. Right. But you have the want to continue the grift, like the sweet grift that they're running, um, which requires not declaring but you also have a want of not being indicted which requires do declare you know uh it seems like the grift question is being outweighed now by the indictment question but the problem is he fucking did not do well last night like the idea of him as a kingmaker just didn't come to pass like by Every measure. Yes, someone like J.D. Vance won. Whoever was the Republican running in Ohio was probably going to win. You know, Um, you needed a hell of a Democratic candidate to make that not be true. You know, so he's weak. Like the definitely the message of last night is that he's weaker than people thought. Or at least he's weak against something like abortion. You know, like whether he's weak against anything, uh, I don't know. But he's definitely he's weak against abortion. He's weak against women voters. He's weak against youth voters, you know, all of whom are motivated by that. Um, But and you have DeSantis who's coming in strong. So like that he's like it's he's in a more fucked situation today than he was Monday, you know, Um, 
even if DeSantis had come in strong, but so had Trump's candidates, you at least have the narrative of like, you know, two equals butting heads. Mm -hmm. Um, But now you have a guy that seems weak, has a shitty nickname for him. Um, Disaster is so much better. It's a better, it was very disaster. So we're going to have Trump and are we going to have DeSantis? Oh, we're definitely going to have DeSantis. So it's going to be. I don't think DeSantis is going to blink. I think that DeSantis knows that one, he's an evil piece of shit. But like DeSantis is everything Trump was except less fucking unpredictable. Yeah. And as they were describing him last night, just a he's like a boring Trump. Yeah, but he's figured out how to like he might be boring, but he's figured out how to be shitty in a way that doesn't seem boring. Right. right? And it's it's as we always said, the next one will be will be smarter. Right. And so and while it's very clear that he is not a particularly intelligent person, like he knows um, he knows how to make himself appear non-threatening enough that there are going to be plenty of Republicans that don't like the taste of Trump that are like, ah, fucking yeah, this guy. So what we've got coming is a battle between the Trump Republicans and the DeSantis Republicans that's going to run ravage through the country for about two years. Yeah, yeah, succinctly put. And that will be a bloodbath. Yeah. It will be... Them fighting each other is one of those weird, like, let them fight, but also, what the fuck is that going to look like? Yeah. I think it's Trump, definitely I think be Trump will lose. Against think, DeSantis? Yeah. Yeah. He's got too much against him right now. Yeah. I don't think he's, and I don't even know if his body will hold up on all this. Right. Like, I don't think he's got, I think he's lost it. And without that last spark of the it, that weird, shitty, terrible it yeah i think the ghoul is leaving his body yep and it will take him down i buy it and then we end up with a candidate of DeSantis running against question mark yeah i mean that's the other question i would have said if you had asked me on monday what's biden's fate i would have said the republicans republicans are going to take back both houses you know and Biden is not going to run for re-election, you know, just because it's like wildly unpopular and just lost, just lost the next two years, you know. But now we, he outperformed anyone's expectation and he outperformed fucking history, right? Like even if things had been going good, he outperformed what president's where when times are good do you know so there's certainly going to be a whole lot of the democrats that make you or me fucking crazy uh that are like this is our guy this guy's fucking teflon right like nothing sticks to him look at this he fucking pulled it off you know he's a fighter and he did it and he won um which feels again the man turns 80 real soon and they didn't talk about that in the lead up to the midterms because they didn't want to make that a midterm issue. How but, old was uh, Reagan by the end? Not that old. Let's see. 
And Reagan, well, the thing about Reagan at the end is that he actually had Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah. In office. Yeah. Let's see. He. A fact that I feel isn't discussed enough. Oh, yeah. Definitely not discussed <laughs> enough. Let's see. He died. Hold on. This Wikipedia entry is. He died at 93, but he died in 2004. So he died quite a bit after he was out of office. He was out of office in 1989. So he was born. This is exciting. Dan does math while real tired. Well, I and mean, navigating a complicated Wikipedia page. He was born in 1911. Okay. And, and he, was he was elected out in of 80. office in 89. He was elected in 80 and he was born in 11. So he was 10 minus one. So he was 69. He was 78. Sorry. When he what? Left what did I just do? He was 69 when he was elected? Yeah. You okay, were, you were right. going from when he was elected. When right. he left office, he was 78. So he was younger than Biden is now. Why did he seem so much older? We were children. Uh, <laughs> That's I think the maybe, main reason. I also think maybe people just looked older. I mean, yeah, people looked older, but also like you talk to a kid and like people that are 40 are old. When you look at also people... From the 70s, you're like, oh, who's, what is this person, 80? And they're like, no, they are 26. And you're like, okay, I don't know yeah. how that happened, but they, the 70s were, were rough. I mean, cigarette smoke will do a number on your skin. So he was 69. When did he develop Alzheimer's then? How far was he? It was late in office, but he was still in office for a year or two, wasn't he? I mean, I don't think anyone knows, right? That has been kept an incredibly, uh, here. Alzheimer's disease announced in 1994. So he was already out of office, five years out of office. Uh, it was announced that he had Alzheimer's. Um, but lay obs this is from Wikipedia. Lay observations that Reagan suffered from Alzheimer's while still in office have been widely refuted by medical experts. However, including the many physicians who treat uh, medical experts, however, including the many physicians who treated Reagan both during and after. Um, I mean, they're just citing medical doctors saying that he didn't, but I mean, I think that there's a large amount of people that believe that he was, and Nancy Reagan was really doing a lot at the time. Well, Dan, what we've got coming then for the next two years of Says Who, we're going to be covering Trump fighting DeSantis yeah. In some sort of Pacific Rim situation. Yeah. The fallout of that. And um And a whole lot of Democrats trying to figure out what what the right thing to do is. On God knows what social platform. Yeah, there's that. I think we're saving that. I think we're saving the <laughs> insanity that is Twitter in the last week for the town watch. Because it is really something. It is really something. Well, Dan, it's time to put out this hot, unedited piece of election fever. It's true. Says Who has been made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where for 5 or $10 a month, you get a whole nother one of these every Sunday, most every Sunday. Where we talk about just weird garbage. It's mostly weird garbage. I talked about a cookbook I had to 
I, that I had to edit some copy of. And I, and I went insane and ended up shouting about stacked food for five hours. It's true. It's true. It's entertaining, especially if you enjoy Maureen talking about planners. <laughs> Though finally, I feel like your planner, you've achieved a level of planner peace. I went through the journey. I discovered what the journey was. You brought us all with you on that journey for sure. But I figured out something inside of myself. Yeah. The planner, the plan was in you all along. It still, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop DMing you pictures of planner spreads. That's fine. I've learned to ignore them. What? It's okay. Patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that's H-E-Y. It says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan run discord server, you can visit tinyurl.com slash says who discord. Spread the word. Subscribe. Please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, November 16th for our very next episode from my you hmm. want a transcript of this episode, you can write to me no. in Pueblo, no. Colorado. Right. Send me a transcript. Send me 50 cents and a nickel for a stamp. I'll send you the transcript of a says who they talk about whatever it is they talk about. I don't really know. I don't even know what podcasts are. I'm from 1976. It's the Bicentennial. I have a bicentennial quarter and a $2 bill, a commemorative $2 bill. Yes, that's right. It's me, the Pueblo Colorado guy. I'm fading away. I'm fading away. From my I'm basement fading. in Chicago. And I'm from Sinker. a warehouse in Pueblo, Colorado, it's me. <laughs> I'm going to be going to tour in Colorado, Dan. That's fun. I'm announcing all the dates, but one, I have a surprise date now. Boulder, be Col Boulder, Colorado. Oh, that's fun at the tattered cover. Uh, no, they don't have. I don't think they have a tattered cover in Boulder. It's a I oh think Boulder it's Books, book, Boulder Bookstore. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. It's it's kind of it's not where I would usually go, but it's it's really in, it's an interesting new stop, and I'm really excited to go there. I also just love Boulder. So oh yeah, Boulder's a good joint. So if you live anywhere near Boulder, or you know anybody near Boulder, please tell them to come out, and hopefully it won't snow. It'll snow. I'm going there in January. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful there in January. And uh, to everybody, I love you. This has been <laughs> Says Who. Bye-bye.